Welcome. Hey, everybody. It's been a while, Stacy. Oh, Erin, it has. <laughs> it has been a while. Sorry for saying your name just that's, now. <laughs> that's pretty aggressive. I like how everybody's like, it hasn't been a while. It's only been a week. Yeah. No, it's been a while for Erin and I. It's been like two weeks. It's It's been a hot minute. I have to edit this tomorrow. It's Friday. <laughs> Tomorrow is Saturday, and you have to edit the fuck out of this for Sunday. Yeah, I do. Because some shit has gone straight the fuck down. God damn! Yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah, let it out. We're just gonna we're just gonna go into this. This is Stacy's goddamn, and it's a it's a doozy. Oh, it's a doozy. <laughs> so you guys remember how last week I was like. Life is so hard. (laughs) I do. I'm so tired of just everything in life. And I wish that it would just stop and let me off. Well, life was like, how about a big fucking dose of fuck you? (laughs) Life was like, sure, we'll just stop right here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to kick your ass right now. So let me tell you a little story. Everybody buckle up. So on Tuesday morning of I don't even know what fucking week. Last week. Before Christmas. Yeah, last week. So a week ago. Yeah. Like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ. A week and a half ago, I went into work and I was like, hmm, I don't feel so good. Like my tummy kind of hurts. And I was really tired and I was like over life. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take a mental day. Like I don't feel good and I just need to go sleep. Yeah. Fuck this place. I'm out. I'm out. And so I took a half day. I went home. I slept for fucking ever. It was glorious. I got up on Wednesday and I was like, let's go to work. And I got to work and I was like, I'm freezing and like shivering and my hands went numb and I really didn't feel good and I was like I think I'm getting a fucking fever god damn Mm -hmm. better not be getting a motherfucking fever but I felt bad enough that I was like you know what I'm gonna take the rest of the day off again and this time I'm gonna go to urgent care so they can swab all my orifices and tell me (laughs) if I have fucking flu or strep because I always get strep this time of year right yeah so I go in and I'm waiting for fucking ever in urgent care I almost faint and I'm by myself Because I had a fever so fucking high and I did not feel good at all. I kept having to put my head down between my knees and I was just like drenched in sweat and I was miserable. And everybody that came in after me went before me. I was literally the last motherfucker in there. And they finally pulled me back and they took my temperature and it was 102.9 and they swabbed my my nose hole and they were like, yo bitch, you got influenza B. And I was like, uh, come again, motherfucker. I got the flu shot. That's not how this is supposed to work. Yeah, I got the flu shot. And she's like, well, you got it. And I was like, well, that sucks. So they sent me home with some medicine and they were like, take this shit. Life's going to be great, right? Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. Peace so I, be with you. Yeah. So I go home Wednesday. I take my little medicine. They're like, don't go to work for three to five days, blah, 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 blah. You're like, oh, I heard six. <laughs> yeah. I talked to my boss. She's like, cool, whatever. We'll see you on Monday. So I go home Wednesday, Thursday. I'm just in a stupor of sweating my ass off to death. Like, fucking 102 to 103 temperatures constantly. I'm, like, fucking hallucinating the dumbest shit. Not even exciting shit. By the way, after we recorded that Patreon episode, I went and listened to a shit ton of My Chemical Romance. Yeah. And the whole fucking time I was trying to sleep and I was having these fucking, like, hallucinations, (laughs) My Chemical Romance was playing in my fucking head. I'm like, Jesus Christ, get it out. And that shit's like fucking like creepy circus music. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what was going on. And it's like (laughs) three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, why the fuck? What is going on here? 
Anyway, so Friday morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh, my fever broke. I feel pretty good. And I start moving around the house. Lee goes to work. I got the baby. Everything's cool. Whatever. I'm going to lay low. Everything's looking great. And I'm trying to get better in time for Saturday because Aaron and I have a fucking bestie date to go see a stand-up comedian. Yep. And it's been in the fucking books for literally months. And I've been dying for this day because we're going to get drunk together. Right? So yep. I'm like, I'm better. This is cool. We're going to make it. Right? Mm-hmm. And then like noon on Friday – my chest started to hurt and my ribs started to hurt really bad, but I had been coughing my lungs up. So I was like, that sucks. And then I started to get a fever again. I was like, no, I thought we were over this shit. Yeah. So Lee had to come home and he had to take care of the baby. And then I continued to have a fever all Friday, all Saturday. And then Sunday morning, it was still like 103 fucking fever and I couldn't keep anything down. I'd take like a tiny little sip of water and I'd throw up everywhere. I was fucking miserable. I thought I was dying. And then I coughed up blood. Mm. three times I coughed up blood Mm-mm. and I was like oh I think I should go to the ER oh I need that in my body yeah that's not good so I go to the ER because I'm like oh for sure I have pneumonia like that's what this is yeah I go to the ER I'm about to fucking die again because I get dropped off while the person who took me goes and parks yeah I'm about to die again I'm standing in line and I'm like literally hunched over with my head between my knees again because I'm like, I'm going to faint. I literally couldn't get up to go to the bathroom without my ears ringing really bad. I was not in good shape, guys. No. Yeah. No, not good. And then the guy in front of me, he goes up to the window and she's like, can you please tell me why, what brings you to the ER today? And the guy's like, I've been coughing up parasites all day long. And I'm dying. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, mister. <laughs> Listen, if he was right, though, like, that's fucking serious. <laughs> if he were really coughing up Ferris. Yeah, like, what is that, a tapeworm? <laughs> yeah. You're in the right place, sir. Yeah. But he had not been. And she's like, do you think it's a mental issue? And I'm like, yes, get him out of the way. Check me in. Like, I'm fucking dying here. Anyway, so they get me all checked in. Whatever. It's the fucking shittiest ER ever where there's, like, Crazy motherfuckers all over the place. Yep. There's a lot of them homeless there. Oh, my God. So many crazy fucking people. And it's literally like a mental health issue over in that area. Yeah. But, like, it's just the closest place I could go. And I was just going to go to the ER real quick, like, hoping that they'd be like, here's some fucking antibiotics. Like, you're rough. Yeah. So I go in and they're like, you need some fluids. You're dehydrated as fuck. And they do chest scans on me and everything. And as I'm waiting for that, the lady goes to give me my IV and she fucking digs around in my arm for like 30 solid seconds. And I'm already nauseous as fuck. And I could feel like my vein rolling around on the needle. And I just laid my head down and I was like, I'm going to faint again. Like this is going to happen. And she's like trying to get me to hold my arm in place. But I'm like a limp ass noodle, like flopping around and just sweaty everywhere. And she's like, just breathe, just breathe. And I'm like, yeah, fucking great advice. I'm trying here, lady. Like, do what you got to do. Get that thing in me so I can get some fucking fluids. Like, yeah. I am fucking dying. I'm just trying to stay alive for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great advice. Just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so eventually I get my results back and they're like, you have bigger problems than the flu. You have pneumonia in both lungs. And I was like, oh, fucking great. And he's like, here's the thing, though is you're not holding down water or anything, so you're not going to hold down the medicine, so we have to admit you to the fucking hospital. (laughs) I got admitted to the hospital for pneumonia. (laughs) You poor fucking soul. I know. And so I was like, at that point, I was like, I don't fucking care what you have to do. Just keep me alive because I think I'm dying and I have a podcast to go record. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a cool way to die. Like, I can't even write a thing about it. No, it's the dumbest way ever to die. Like, she refused to go to the doctor. And guess what? (laughs) She died. She thought she was stronger than pneumonia. (laughs) Anyway, so then the next fucking two nights, three days I spent in the hospital 
I got a total of 11 pokes for them trying to get me an IV. I had to have three total IVs. Like they had a fucking rough ass time with me over there. And I'm feeling better. I got, I got. um, (laughs) Thank God. What's it called? When they let you out? I got. Discharged. Yeah, I got discharged on Christmas Eve. So I made it home just in time for Christmas. Yep. Which was also another shit show. (laughs) But uh, it's literally only like two days after Christmas right now, right? Yeah. So it's been a little bit of a doozy. I'm a little tired right now. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> you might not be on top of your game here. No, not on top of my game. But you know what? I'm doing okay. But if anybody noticed that I was like missing from fucking social media and replying to shit, it's because I was in like a feverish state. I would read shit and be like, I don't know what that means. And then I would read it later and I'm like, that was a perfectly structured sentence. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't understand that. There were times that you were texting me and it would be like, all jumbled and like not make any sense and I was like oh fuck she's like having a fever dream right now (laughs) oh god oh yeah and then they gave me some pain meds in there oh that was another story I think it was right after you had taken those I was like what are they giving you and you're like I don't know whatever some like cough medicine thing and I was like I think she's on lean (laughs) that's what the rappers take you're fucking tripping Oh my God, it was the only thing that would make me stop coughing and it calmed me down and I could sleep because I hadn't really slept in like five days at that point. Yeah. It was all like feverish, like in and out every couple minutes coming to. It was bad. It was yeah. real bad. I almost died. Oh, you poor fucking Although soul. when I say I almost died, Lee goes, no, you didn't. And I'm like, motherfucker, I your, saw death's face. Your brain was melting. My brain, I've lost so many brain cells. People ask me questions and I'm like, what? <laughs> like it takes me a minute. I don't know if I still know how to read, so this will be interesting trying to do my notes. We'll figure it out, you know? Yeah, it'll be a journey. Well, goddamn. Yeah. I'm God glad you're still alive. Damn. Yeah. What a <laughs> fucking doozy, guys. Yeah. Anyway, pulled through. <laughs> <laughs> Made it. Not today, Jesus. <laughs> and I missed the fucking show with you. That's my goddamn. God is that it. I had a whole fucking bestie night planned for months. Months. months before I was like before I had popped this kid out we're yeah. like we're gonna go do this it and was gonna be our drunken date I was like I won't be pregnant by then I'll be able to drink like I'm gonna have a two drink minimum and be fucking hammered yes <laughs> it's gonna be great so excited and then I was texting you like leading up to it and I'm like is this bitch better get better yeah, and what's then, going on here <laughs> yeah and then like the day of I'm like okay but like seriously though like, are you... I know. I, the day of, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I could do this. Yeah. Even the night before, you're like, I don't know. I still kind of have a fever. And I was like, no, 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 no. She's going to be fine. And then the next morning, I was like, how's it going? And you're like, I'm in the fucking hospital. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. That's not going to work at all for our plans. <laughs> yeah. So I had to go on a date with my husband. Uh. Just him. <laughs> <sighs> it was nice. It was so much fun. Oh, I'm so jealous. So thank you for... Your date. You're welcome. We're doing a fucking do-over. Yeah, we're definitely going to do a do-over because I'm really sad that I didn't get my bestie date. Yeah. And uh, you missed some shit. I missed some shit, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Some crazy lady chucked a martini glass at one of the performers. Which is so fucking rude, by the way. Uh, Yeah, it was really rude. <laughs> but she was you're real, not a performer, just don't chuck your martini glasses. She was real racist first, too. Yeah. So it was Ooh, like, not a good look. Not only are you rude, but you're super rude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so bummed I missed it. I am, too. It was really exciting. And everyone <laughs> cheered when she got escorted out. And ugh. Hopefully she got an assault charge because fuck that lady. Yeah, right? Ooh, I hope we get to see that again when we go on our date. Oh my God, I hope so too. We should have just like a me and you date. 
Oh, fuck yes. Let the guys watch the kids. Yes. Lee probably never wants to watch the babies again alone. He literally just did it for like a week and a half straight while I was in bed dying. Listen, he's a dad now. Yeah. This is just part of dad life. He could do it on his own now. He's got that shit figured out. Yeah, exactly. He's had so much practice. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So anyway, if this is your first time joining us, go listen to another episode. We're really a lot more fun in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone, I've missed you so much. You don't realize it, but I've missed you. Yeah. Also, the most terrifying thing ever is to be in like a super feverish, like hallucinating state and open up your phone and there's a giant picture of like this spider moth thing the size of your face. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, and oh it's my like, God. Australia again? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are fucked up right now, man. <laughs> like, stop. I don't need this in my dreams. No. I know. And it like integrates instantly. Uh, oh, my God. Anyway, fucking love you guys. Yeah. All right, let's talk about murder. Let's talk about murder. Okay. We are on episode 68. Ooh, ooh, 68. All right, lady, I think it's your turn to go first. Is it? Okay. So this week, I'm going to tell you about Stephen Griffiths. I'm ready. Stephen Griffiths was born December 24th, 1969 to his mother, who was a telephonist. Oh, what the fuck is that? I'm guessing a telemarketer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, um. Or like maybe a- she just like climbed telephone poles. <laughs> Brandon used to do that. He was called a splicer. Mm. Also, so that's I- not what she did. No, probably not. I pictured a sex phone worker. <gasps> oh. What were they called? You might be onto something. Sex phone operator sex phones right that's what they're called yeah no you nailed it all right cool i think i lost some brain cells with you operator yeah you lost some brain cells also yeah oh man this is gonna be a shit show (laughs) i burned mine off and you fucking squished your out yours out your vagina yeah i may have allegedly started drinking before i remembered that we were recording (laughs) and she smashed i'm so jealous i I can't wait to get better i'm sorry Drink like next weekend yeah i'm in okay let's do it Okay. Anyway, so his mother was a telephonist, Mm -hmm. and his father was a frozen food salesman. Okay. Like, at a grocery store? Like, door to door. He's just like, y'all want some strawberries? I got TV dinners. They frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs a hunger man? (laughs) It's a Thanksgiving dinner for one. (laughs) Aw. I have no idea. I'm sure to grocery stores. Yeah, all right. So his parents went on to have two more children before they ended up divorcing. And Stephen moved in with his mother and his siblings to Wakefield, which is a city in West Yorkshire, England. All right. His parents paid for him to go to a private school. Bitch was rich. Apparently. I don't really know that for sure. But anyway, private school in England just sounds so posh. It does. I imagine it's like a really old building with like ivy growing up the side. Right. Yeah. And they're like, Sedgwick. There's there's people outside smoking uh, spliffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know English words. <laughs> Good one. Okay. At this private school, Stephen stood out a lot from the rest of his peers, mm-hmm. as usually the subjects of our stories do. Yeah. The school was known for like sports and academics and shit. And Stephen was like, you know what I like? Fucking martial arts. Oh. And he was also into weaponry. Weaponry? Yeah. The fuck is that? Like weapons? Oh, like nunchucks and stuff? Yeah, is that not a word? Did I just make that up? No, you probably nailed it. Okay. (laughs) I guess he would like bring a briefcase to school with a knife in it. And he'd be like, want to see my fucking knife? First of all, a briefcase? Yeah. It was classy. England, private school. Sedgwick. have a lot of friends. (laughs) (laughs) No, he did not have a lot of friends. He would have been our friend, but. Oh, everything I'm going to tell you about this guy, he for sure would have been our friend. All right. And we would have had a very bad outcome in life. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. 
So he would come to school and be like, check out my knife in this briefcase. Yeah. And he would talk about skinning birds and how he liked to hurt animals. How the fuck does one skin a bird? <laughs> like defeathering like it? I don't know. He'd like defeather it and be like, let me take just the skin off. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. Yeah, that part, he wouldn't be our friend. No, I wouldn't be okay with that. Although you used to chop off little birdie heads and stick it on sticks. I thought we agreed not to talk about that. Okay, well, I mean, I'm just saying. Serial killer tendencies over here. Listen, I was yep just part of a group. Okay. That's what they all say. It was violence in numbers. Yep. And it was already dead. Doesn't make it any better. It might. <laughs> all these times in these stories were like, you can't chop people up once they're dead. Okay, but also you don't have to report dead birds to the police. True. So that you don't get charged for murder. True, not a crime. Yeah. Kind and of weird, though. You've cut apart a fucking pig fetus. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I found its fucking brain. Yeah. And its pancreas. Yeah. Not even the parts that we were supposed to be finding. You were just no. like, let's see what's in its head. And I was like, whoa, let's do it. And then Mr. Hicko was like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. I would not want us in a class together. <laughs> no, no. Okay, anyway, back to Steven. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's at school fucking talking about skin and birds and shit. Yeah. His home life, as it turns out, wasn't that great. You don't say. I wouldn't. Because his mom was known to get dressed up and she would go meet men and she would have sex with different men in the garden where the neighbors and Stephen could easily see. In the garden? In the garden. Like, was it a nice garden? It was like... <laughs> Did she have like flowers? It was her sex garden. It was a sex garden. <laughs> and she was like... Is that a band? <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like Soundgarden, but Sex Garden. It's like Soundgarden. <laughs> it's like a, a whole new meaning to Black Hole Sun. She's like, come on into my rose bush. Uh, oh, gross. <laughs> She's like, I give blowies in my belladonnas. Ew. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine the thorns. Oh. A lot of flowers have thorns. Do you think she had like bushes to kind of hide her privacy? I have no fucking clue. Do, Do you think, you there think was, like, she a... had bush to hide her privacy? <laughs> Probably. It was like the freaking... 70s i'm sure maybe uh, early 80s whoa i almost didn't see your bush amongst the bushes <laughs> <laughs> my god okay by the way the neighbors and steven could see this if i if this were like my parent yeah what are you coming home like mom yeah not again or do you think he would like watch oh god yeah i didn't consider that angle. yeah i did you thought about it Ugh. could you see it from the street or did you have to be like oh the neighbor could see it from their window i don't know someone in england's gonna have to explain these gardens does everyone have a sex garden well, remember all of your fucking psycho serial killers had fucking secret gardens or communal gardens or whatever to bury their people in. Oh, yeah. Maybe she just was a exhibitionist. That she was. She was also probably getting paid for it. Ew. Ew. She's a toot. She was a toot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the age of 17, Stephen was caught shoplifting and then a security guard, like, apprehended him and was like, yo, you can't be doing that shit. And Stephen slashed at the guard's face with a knife. Jesus. Yeah, a little intense. That's so, fucking escalation. Yeah, you can't do that. So he was sent to youth custody for three years. Oh, wow. By the way, that's fucking terrifying as a security guard to, like, almost get your fucking throat slashed. Yeah. When he was released from youth custody, whatever the fuck that is. Yep. He left his family and was like, deuces, I don't want to go back to mom's sex garden. And he was <laughs> given a flat in Manningham and enrolled at Bradford University. I guess like when they released the youth, they're like, here's a place to live. I want that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like, set him up. I don't know if it was the government or some fucking child protective services or what, but they set him up. And then he was like, I'm going to go to university. 
All right. So while Stephen was at Bradford, he studied psychology and he eventually would go on to enroll in Bradford's PhD program. Mm-hmm. And he was fascinated and studied serial killers. Who okay. the fuck isn't? Right? Yeah. Also, he's going into the PhD program. So this guy's pretty smart. He real smart. All right. He got all them brain cells. <laughs> he got them from us. Yeah. Yeah, he took them from us. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, his favorite serial killer was the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter oh, okay. Sutcliffe. Do you know about him? I've heard the name, but I don't really know. Yeah, me too. We'll have to like fucking cover that one someday. All right. Between 1987 and 2009, he had seen multiple psychiatrists and he would go and like talk to them and shit and he would admit that he had this obsession with serial killers and he also had an obsession with killing. Okay. I was like, I mean, I'm on board. I wouldn't call it an obsession, but like there's definitely a morbid curiosity for the serial killer thing. Yeah. But I don't. But you can like like, turn it off. Yeah. And also when it goes too far, you're like, nope. Yeah, and I don't want to kill anyone, so. No, yeah, there's that, too. I don't have that obsession. He would proclaim that he wanted to be a serial killer himself, Ooh. and that by the age of 30, he was going to kill someone. And so these doctors were like, all right, here's a lot of medication. Let's lock him up. Yeah. No, he was diagnosed as having a personality disorder. Okay. And to be a sadistic, schizoid psychopath. Oh, my God. And despite all of this, he was never deemed harmful to the public, and he was just considered mentally ill. No. Nope. And he was released to go live in the general public with like out any supervision or anything like that. He's literally telling them he's going to kill someone by the time he's 30. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? It seems like he's a threat to society. Seems a little dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and like as a psychiatrist, you're not just like, nah, we were just shooting the shit. Like he was just kidding. Yeah. No, you got to take that shit seriously. That's like literally your job is to take it seriously. <laughs> and it said multiple psychiatrists. Ugh. That's crazy. Ooh, that's a lot of people that failed the public. Ooh, not good, not good, not good. Mm-mm. So Stephen never had a job and he would live off of grants that were given by the university. Jeez. So he must have been real smart or some shit. I guess. And eventually he moved into an apartment in Bradford on the third floor. He was obsessed with cleanliness and he had plastic covering everything. Red fucking flag. Like grandma's couch? (laughs) Like the couches and chairs and even the carpet. Like the whole house was just covered in plastic. Oh, that's some Dexter shit. That's weird. That's real weird. That's a murder room. Yeah. Yeah, his his whole apartment was his murder room. Okay. And he had bookshelves overflowing with books about serial killers and like slasher movies and shit. Which I mean... Yeah. Again. Yeah. I was like, don't look at my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now that we have Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> right? Don't judge us too hard. I know. To hell I go with like a picture of a beheaded person on there. Yeah. Literally, I was reading it and my mother-in-law was in town. She's like, what are you reading? And I was like, oh, it's this uh, lady who fucking beheads her mother-in-law and then lights her corpse on fire. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I just <laughs> said that out loud. <laughs> to my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so Stephen, I guess, also had a box in his apartment that had live rats in it. Oh. And he would feed those rats to his pet lizards. And Uh. one acquaintance who, like, knew him claimed that Stephen himself would eat slash swallow the rats Okay. I have a lot of comments here. Yeah, let's First hear of it. all, yeah. What lizard is big enough to fucking eat a rat? I don't know. Like, he also had snakes, though. It's like a Komodo dragon. <laughs> is that a lizard? That's a dangerous pet to have. Did you ever watch those shows like fucking, 
I don't know, exotic animals or, but they were like dangerous ones that people kept and they're like, oh, it would never hurt me. It's my king cobra. I just let it roam around the house. And, you're and like, then it fucking bites their face off. Obviously. And then they're like, well, I don't think that it would ever harm me or my family. So we let it sleep in the crib with the baby. Jesus Christ. People are fucking nuts. <laughs> of course it died. Of yeah. course your baby died. Yeah. It's like in the belly of the python. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Worst idea you ever had? I feel like it's one of those. Yeah, only like Stephen was the animal and eating the rats. <laughs> but also he had fucking big ass lizards. I guess that, yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know what kind of lizard, like a fucking monitor. Yeah, <laughs> monitor lizard. Okay, then the second part is, yeah, obviously he's eating the rats. That's different. Swallowing. Eating slash swallowing. I don't know what that means. You can't swallow a rat whole. You better chew it. It's not a fucking like oyster. It's going to like claw up your esophagus. Yeah. Was it alive? Uh, that's what it said. Oyster. Yeah. You just pours Tabasco on it. <laughs> well, squirt a lemon. <laughs> Helps it slide down the gullet. Gross. He's like, the more you chew it, it grows in your mouth. Ugh, gross. Yeah. He like unhinges jaw. Ugh, probably. Ugh. This guy's a weirdo. Just wait, it gets better. All right, I'm excited. So this guy had a MySpace account, of course. Obviously. And the name on the MySpace account was Ben Pariah. Get it? Like vampire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. And he would post weird and ominous quotes. And this guy was like strange as fuck, right? We all did, though. Yeah, that's true. But his <laughs> get fucking weird. You'll see. Okay. Because of course I mentioned that because I'm going to give you a quote later. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> so despite being strange as fuck, he had himself a few girlfriends. Oh. One was 35-year-old Zeta Pinder, who met Steven in 1998, and they dated for two years. Okay. And the whole two years, he would always visit her at her house, and he claimed to live at his parents' home, because remember, he's got the fucking crazy house. He can't bring her back there, right? Yeah, I don't want to have to put away my lizards and explain my plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, tell me about it. Every time <laughs> every time we have visitors. Literally every time you come over, I'm like, Brandon, put away the lizards. <laughs> don't let her see our rat box. Yeah. Are you swallowing them again? Is dinner still out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So I guess he was like in the relationship. He was very odd and peculiar. But Zeta found Stephen to be shy and kind. So she kind of looked past some of his oddities. Yeah, he's he's not weird to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, oh, yeah, he's kind of, he's quiet, but he's nice, right? Yeah. So he would get upset if she ever touched his hair. And okay. he also was terrified of bugs crawling into his ears. So at night, he would stuff cotton balls in them. Okay. <laughs> like, these are just some of his oddities. Don't touch my hair. Which actually is kind of like a normal reaction from some men, if you think about it. Yeah, I remember you like molesting this guy, our friend's hair, and he's like the guy that never ever wants to be touched. And you're like, <laughs> "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Stacy. Let me run my fingers through your hair." And he was like, "Ah!" And it was like literally the one person in this entire planet where you would look at their head and be like, "There's no way you could ever run your fingers through that hair." No, because it's so. It just needs a brush. Yeah, it's not dreaded, but it should be. Yeah. I was drunk, to be fair, but I remember it's it. True. But I don't remember why I wanted to rub my fingers through his hair. I don't either. Maybe it was just like uh, every girl deserves to have her <laughs> hair brushed behind her ear. Anyway, okay. Yeah, so some guys are weird about their hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day, Zeta finds out that Steven's got an apartment. And she's like, the fuck? Let me go over. And he's like, all right, come on over. And when she walks in, she was immediately put off by, like, the murder bookshelf and the plastic sheeting all over everything. Yeah, she's like, oh, this was an awful idea. I'm sick. I have to go. Oh, I get why you were hiding this. I think yeah. I left my oven on. Exactly. So she said the apartment was spotless and you had to take off your shoes when you came in. 
And if you had a drink, you had to use a coaster. Like he was like anal retentive about everything. All right. And then Zeta said that she started to get this odd feeling. And she. It's probably the lizards crawling on her. God, seriously. She was just like, something is different about him today. And so she faked not feeling well so that she could go home. Oh, shit. And then she broke up with him. Like, you freaked me out back there, buddy. Yeah. This two-year relationship is over. God damn. Let me just say that she dodged a fucking bullet or something. She dodged something. All right. So Stephen's next relationship was with 37-year-old Kathy Hancock, who was a former prison officer. And supposedly, and what's interesting to me, is that this relationship was like super abusive. Because you'd think like a prison officer, she wouldn't take shit. But yeah, I guess Stephen shoveled shit and she took some of it. (laughs) So Stephen wouldn't allow her to go out anywhere without him. And he would get into like a jealous rage if she ever made eye contact with anyone. Oh, that's fucking weird. Right? First of all, how do you know I'm making eye contact? I was looking at his hair. Yeah. Back the fuck off. And he's like, don't look at his hair. My hair's so much better. Don't touch it. But don't touch it. (laughs) I guess on one occasion, he even punched her and headbutted her because one night she went out to a nightclub without him. Jesus. Right? And then another time he like knocked her unconscious. I don't know what for or why, but it's not okay. No. And so she was like, I'm going to leave this guy. He's too abusive. I'm fucking out. Yeah. And then she got fucking pregnant. Oh, no. By him? Yes. Oh, fuck. And so she stayed, but she ended up losing the baby. And in 2001, she left him. I mean. Kind of. Kind of sad, but also like. A saving grace a little bit because she was going to stay with him. That's so sad. So even though Kathy left Stephen, I guess Stephen wouldn't let her go. And he began stalking and harassing her. Mm, Nope. Not a good look, guys. That's not okay. Nope. He'd leave her voicemails and emails threatening her. And he even slashed her tires and tagged the walls of her, like, apartment or whatever when she went on vacation. And she's a prison officer? Yeah, that's what's so crazy. Doesn't she know a bunch of cops? I'm sure. To be like, hey, I know this guy. Yeah, can you uh, fucking take care of him? Yeah, can His you name go? is Vampiriah. <laughs> <laughs> don't be surprised. <laughs> He's a vampire. But he would, like, tag her walls with slang words. I don't know what that means and what the slang words were. Or if it was, like, outside walls or inside walls, like... Would he break into her home and do this shit? Slang? Like, sup. (laughs) (laughs) Vampiria was here. (laughs) He was like, (laughs) jockin'. That's lit AF. (laughs) Oh, God. Da bomb. (laughs) We're so stupid. Okay, so Kathy explained that he would put snakes in backpacks and he would go to nightclubs. Uh Uh-huh. And he'd be like, hey, guys, and like pull snakes out. Oh, would you look at that? Like scarves out of a sleeve, but it's snakes out of a backpack. Yeah. And then he would just fucking like be like dancing them around. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Were like showing off snakes? the snakes. Like huh? how many snakes? You can only handle like one snake at a time. It said snakes. That's weird. Yeah. And then he would also walk his lizards around the neighborhood on leashes. So they got to be bigger lizards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have to be. Right. <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, my God. What would you do if you saw a dude walking a lizard on a leash? I, I don't know. I'd be like, is that an alligator? <laughs> do you remember those things from when we were little where it was like a foam cut out of a lizard on like a wire leash? Yes. And you would like pretend to be walking it? And it yeah. And it would like wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this, but this guy had a real lizard on it. Do we only know about those because we both lived in Florida at one point? 
Maybe. Is it only a Florida thing? I don't know that I've seen one in San Diego. Me either. (laughs) Okay, everybody, the rest of the fucking U.S., has anybody seen these things or is it only a Florida thing? I feel like it's a Florida thing. They were always brightly colored sponge lizards on the end. They were. Yeah. Yeah. Like bright green and blue or pink and purple. But I haven't seen a kid with one here like ever me either unless it was just like that was a very 90s thing it was like a fad like hair wraps yeah (laughs) okay so I guess this guy would like do the shit and then he would like do it for attention so people would come talk to him yeah right you know like and make him obviously the center of a fucking scene well it's the whole reason that dudes get puppies yeah like he's looking for a different type of chick yeah so he's like I got this fucking black python (laughs) You would look great with just a black python (laughs) around your neck. (laughs) KJP. Okay, so Stephen would make friends and he would meet up with people. Like he'd be like, let's all go to this fucking bar, right? That's actually a surprising sentence. I know, right? (laughs) But he would show up in total goth gear. Like Uh he would meet them, like not in goth gear. He'd show up totally goth. He would meet them not in goth gear, but with like lizards and snakes. And then they'd be shocked when he'd come in goth gear. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. But he would like show up and then he wouldn't say anything to anyone and he'd just leave. Oh. Like that's weird. We have a friend like that. (laughs) (laughs) He just needs the lizards. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just like, and everybody was just like, oh, that was weird. He's just, he's gone now, huh? Where'd Steven go? All right. He was clearly a troubled man. And despite his past mental health history, Steven wasn't even on the police radar when prostitutes began to go missing in bradford Uh oh so steven wasn't known to go curb crawling excuse me (laughs) i don't know that's what this article said and i thought it was the best way to say like picking up toots yeah all right so he wasn't known to go curb crawling and had never been recognized as a sex offender however in june 2009 he committed his first known murder of susan rushworth Uh uh-oh so susan was a 43 year old grandmother who was addicted yeah. God damn. Yeah. Pretty right. young, right? Yeah. But whatever. I mean, Do it's you... kind of a weird way to explain her other than like, hey, she had a kid who also had a kid. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. to tug at your heartstrings. She was a grandmother. Yeah. And she was addicted to heroin and she had turned to prostitution to support her habit. Ooh. And she suffered from epilepsy. Ooh, shit. And was being treated for her drug addiction when all of a sudden she went missing on June 22nd, 2009. Yikes. Then, April 26, 2010, Shelly Armitage was a 31-year-old woman described as bubbly and nice who had turned to prostitution to also support a drug addiction, and she goes missing. Mm-hmm. She had always talked about getting out of prostitution and becoming a model, but she would never have the chance to, unfortunately. Aww. And she was last seen at a known spot for prostitution on a street close to Stephen's apartment. All right. Finally, on May 21st, 2010, which is a month after Shelly goes missing, Suzanne Bammeyers goes missing. And Suzanne was 36 and, like the others, was addicted to drugs and was prostituting. She was known to be friends with Shelly and had been training to be a nurse. Oh, that's sad. I know, right? Um, Before she became addicted to drugs, obviously. Yeah. And she was, like, really bright, and she was trying to hide her addiction from her family, and she was trying to get over it so that she could go back to, you know, getting her life on track, right? Yeah. So six days after Suzanne goes missing, parts of her body are found in the River Air at Shipley, which is five miles north of Stephen's apartment. Mm. I'm just going to act like I know where that is. But anyway, close to Stephen's apartment, 
Suzanne's body parts start showing up in the river. All right. Luckily, at this point, Stephen is already in police custody for questioning because of these missing women. Ooh, okay. So remember how I said that, like, he would fucking walk the neighborhood with his lizards and shit? Yeah. (laughs) And everybody was like, that dude is fucking weird. Well... And so then people go missing or start going missing and people are like, uh, check out the fucking lizard guy. Watch Steven. Exactly. So when these women started to go missing in the neighborhood, there was a total of 13 missing slash murdered prostitutes that had like popped up. The landlord. Damn. Yeah, I know. The landlord who was renting to Steven was like, I'm going to keep an eye on him because I kind of think he's fucking fishy as shit. Right. Yeah. So he puts up security cameras and installs them facing Steven's apartment door. Mm-hmm. and while he's like reviewing the footage one day on like his normal fucking security check just keeping an eye on steven <laughs> yeah having his morning coffee watching the footage yeah he finds a chilling discovery bum, 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 bum. Nee, 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 nee. so the footage shows steven and suzanne walking into his apartment oh shit she looked at ease and as if this was like the standard routine task or job or whatever like she wasn't being forced there or anything yeah just gotta suck some dick Yep. (laughs) No? (laughs) Yep. I guess that's what she was there to do. Then after a few minutes, you see Suzanne terrified running from his apartment. Oh, shit. Where he emerges with a fucking crossbow. What? And he chases after her. Uh. He grabs her and knocks her down and then fires a bolt right into her (gasps) head, killing her instantly all on fucking camera. Oh my god. That's terrifying. What? Yeah. Bitch isn't even afraid that anyone's going to see that shit. And this fucking security guard is just like spit taking his coffee. I'm sure. I'm sure he did a double take on that one. What the fuck? Oh my god. A fucking crossbow. First of all. What? Where do you get a crossbow? I guess online. Probably fucking Walmart. Yeah. Fucking Walmart. God damn it. Walmart's just bringing us down. (laughs) Seriously. Do they have Walmart in England? I feel like they're classier than that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they'd call it. Whatever they have there. Circle K? I don't know. A Circle K? That's a gas station. (laughs) It is a gas station. It's like Flying J? I don't know. You know. (laughs) I like how you just keep naming gas stations. I'm just saying letters at this point. Uh, I don't know what they would have there. Stop and shop, gulp and go. Yeah, I don't know. something like that. I think those are all great. Somewhere where they fucking sell crossbows. Yeah. The equivalent to our Walmart. Well, <laughs> goddamn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. And in the head? Yeah. Ugh. So here's what's creepier. Okay. He knows the camera was there. Oh. And when he walks by the camera, he holds up the crossbow in like triumph and he flips off the camera. What the he, fuck? I know. And then he's seen dragging the body out of the view <sighs> into his apartment. Oh, God. He even came back out with, like, a canned beverage, a.k.a. a beer. Yeah. And he, like, cheers the camera. What the fuck? What a fucking creep. He's got to be, like, in a psychotic break, right? Oh, no fucking doubt about it. Ugh. So then he is later seen on the footage going in and out of his apartment, taking several trash bags with him. Oh, my God. And a rucksack. Oh, so what had happened like on that footage, what we saw when he was like dragging her back in. Yeah. He had taken Suzanne back into his apartment and then put her in the bathtub where he dismembered her using power tools. Oh, my God. And he slowly carried her body out bit by bit in trash bags over like a, sh- you know, short period of time. Jesus. He was even seen. On- I know. Right. He was even seen on the train station security cameras carrying the rucksack on the train and then returning without it. So that was her? Yeah. So get this shit. Wait, here's the fucking creepy part. That rucksack was later found in the river 
and it had Suzanne's head in it. <gasps> so he's seen getting on the train with that rucksack, like leaving his house, getting on the train with that rucksack. He comes back without it, and they find it in the river, and it's got her fucking head in it. What the fuck? So he had her head on a train. Yes. So there were other people on this train, presumably. There are motherfucking heads on this motherfucking train. <laughs> There's too many motherfucking heads on this motherfucking train. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Yeah. This was like his routine. Oh my God. Did he not have a car? I guess not. I mean. I feel like if you're going to be a serial killer, you need to have a car. Well, listen, we also felt like if you had a, if you're going to be a serial killer that you need to have a house. Like he just chopped her up in an apartment. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, if my apartment neighbor was using power tools at like, I don't know, 10, in the bathtub. 11 at night. Yeah, in the bathroom, which the bathrooms are usually like backed up to each other. Like, you know what room the other person's in because it's like a mirror image. Yeah, exactly. I'd yeah. be like, um, can you fucking stop hanging fucking pictures on the wall or whatever it is that <laughs> yeah. you're doing? Like, can you tone it down with the fucking saw over there? Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm trying to sleep. How are you cutting a body with power tools? Is it like a jigsaw? I don't know. Is it an electric chainsaw? I don't know. Ugh. I hate it. I'm not sure. But I hate it too. God damn. Okay, so obviously the landlord calls the cops immediately, right? Yeah. And they ransack Stephen's apartment. Okay. Because I'm obviously telling you everything that we see on the footage because they've investigated him, right? Yeah. But just jumping back real quick, they come in and they find him in there and he totally goes along with the arrest, like doesn't fight it or anything. And yeah. he even says like, I'm in here when they like bust open the door. Oh my God. And then he says some weird ass shit like, take off I- your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Use a coaster. Yeah. No, he says, I am Osama Bin Laden. Oh. And this is the end of the line for me. Well, that's true. Those are the weirdest quotes ever. Why would you say you're Osama Bin Laden? <laughs> I don't know, but I love that the police were like, he was just yelling random shit. Like, All right. Well, and then, come like, with me. The press was like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, he, he yelled, this is the end of the line for me. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. Yeah, right? Okay, so at the station, he admits that he, or part of him, was responsible for the murders of Susan Rushworth, Shirley Armitage, and Suzanne Blamires. He also said, quote, I am misanthropic. I don't have time for the human race. End oh. quote. Well. Stupid. <laughs> He's so edgy. I know. He better be careful so he doesn't cut himself on all that edge. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Probably hopes he does. <laughs> okay, so the night before Suzanne's murder, Stephen had posted on his MySpace page as Ven Pariah that Ven Pariah had finally emerged and, quote, what will this pseudo-human do, one wonders. Poor Stephen pretended to be me. But he was only the wrapping. Oh. He knew towards the end that I supplied the inner core of iron. Hatred bound tightly in flesh. At very long last, the time has come to act out. Ew. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And that was before he killed her the Ugh. night before. I hate it when people refer to themselves as he. Yeah. It's weird. But his whole like, his whole angle is like, it's a part of me that killed them. I didn't control that part. So it's like his like personality. Yeah. Well, they said he had a split personality or fucking personality disorder or something. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So the police find two bloodstained crossbows in his apartment. Two crossbows? Two of them. God damn, this guy's just rolling in crossbows. Right? He got one for each hand. (laughs) Okay, so doesn't like Van Helsing use crossbows or some shit? I mean, probably. I can't remember. Maybe it's not related, but maybe it is. He's just being dramatic. I hate him. Oh, yeah. Because if you were going to kill a vampire, you'd use a crossbow. Because I mean, wooden I arrows. Would, I would load it with stakes. Well, I mean, an arrow is a stake. Yeah. As long as it's wood. 
That's true. Yeah. Good talk. Okay. <laughs> so uh, they also found in his apartment that there were like obvious attempts to clean up blood where he had like lifted the carpets and even tiles around the bathtub had been removed. Oh. Yeah. Additionally to finding body parts of Suzanne in the river, Shelley's vertebrae was found as well. Oh. And a member of the public found a bag with a bunch of tools to dismember a body. Oh, close shit. Close to where Stephen was last seen by the river or some shit or by the train station. He left all of his tools there? I guess he was like dropping them off like just going to get rid of this evidence and somebody had seen him like in the bushes. Yeah. But clearly he was getting rid of his little murder kit. Oh, I wonder if it was because he knew about the cameras. So he's like, well, this is the last murder I'm going to commit. Yeah, that one was pretty fucking dramatic back there. Better get rid of this shit. Yeah. And then carry on. Maybe. I mean, it makes sense. And he didn't seem that surprised when they came like breaking in his apartment. Yeah. Well, he's fucking cheersing the camera and stuff. Like he has yeah. to assume that someone's going to find out. Yeah. Someone's looking. Right? Okay, wait, I forgot about this part. Get this shit. So Stephen had lost his phone on the train. Okay. At some point during all of this shit, he he loses his phone on the train. Uh And someone picks it up and they turn it into the police. And the police look at it and they find that it contained video footage of the murder of Shelly. Oh my God, that's fucked up. What an idiot. It's super fucked up. Yeah. What an idiot. If you've got fucking murder footage on your phone, you don't lose it. Well... I'm thinking, what year was this? Is this before phones had like locks and stuff? Because if I was that person on the phone, we've discussed this, I would have looked through all their fucking pictures and videos. Yeah, you would have. I think this was 2009. (laughs) And actually, maybe the person did look through it and found the video and then turned it into the police. And was like, this is fishy. The worst I've ever found was people doing it. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) I literally have never looked through anyone's phone. I legitimately just found someone's phone at work the other day. And I picked it up because it was by the water cooler. And I went to go take it to the secretary to be like, hey, if somebody comes looking for it, or can you send out like a mass email being like somebody left their phone? Yeah. And she was like, open it and look at it. And I was like, I don't want to. And I had it in my hand and it started to ring. And she was like, well, answer it so you can find out whose phone it is. And I literally just handed it to her like, you do is, it. This is your job. I'm scared. <laughs> I didn't steal it. <laughs> I don't want it. It's like I don't like touching people's fucking property. <laughs> Okay, so on the phone, this video footage showed Shelly was already dead, and she was hogtied with her hands behind her back. Oh, God. And she was lying in the bathtub on cushions. Oh, that's nice. With the... (laughs) Yeah, so nice of him. Who said he's not a gentleman? Jesus Christ. With the words, quote, my sex slave, spray painted on her back. Oh, God. The audio of the video is Steven saying, I am Ven Pariah. I am the bloodbath artist. Ew. Here is a model who is assisting me. Ew. What the fuck? Okay, this is why you risk going through people's phones, Aaron. What if you came across that? Well, I would have turned it into the police, like yeah. a good Samaritan. But I know you would have watched it all. And then that well, shit yeah. would have been in your nightmares. That's true. You would have that in your head forever. Yeah. Some fucking sweaty ass dude breathing heavy into the phone. Ew. Yeah. Gross. But I mean, I'd be like one of only a few people who saw it, probably. <laughs> that Those are some pretty sweet bragging rights. Yeah. Perks, you know? Seriously, I guess. So the police were able to use this footage to determine that Shelly had died before 1 a.m. on April 28th. So it just kind of helped, like, timeline when this all happened. Yeah. Ooh. The only evidence that police found of Susan, the grandmother, mm-hmm. the confirmed first victim, was a spot of blood in Stephen's bathroom that matched her blood. Oh. And her body still hasn't been found. 
Oh, God. And she was suspected to have been killed with a hammer. So I'm Ugh. assuming the blood was like splattered everywhere or something. Or maybe he admitted to it. Yeah. I don't know. So Stephen admits to all the murders, right? And he confesses that he wanted to be a serial killer. And he said that he would lure the woman back to his apartment. And he would kill them and dismember them in the bathtub. Which he called the, quote, slaughterhouse. Ew. And then he would eat them. <gasps> what? Didn't see that one coming, did you? No, I did not. He said that he ate the thigh flesh and he cooked the first two victims, but he ate the last victim raw. Ew. What the fuck? And he also says that he killed more women, but he's only confessed fully to those three murders. Because that's all they have evidence for? I think so, yeah. And then like they were prostitutes, so I'm not sure like he might not have their information on like who they were. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, he goes ahead and he nicknames himself for the tabloids, the crossbow killer. Oh, what the fuck? Crossbow killer. Yeah, it's not a very creative name. No, like what about your whole vampire curve, man? Yeah. You could have done anything with that shit. You could have been like, this is Ven Pariah, the cannibal fucking cannibal corpse killer. Yeah, something like that. He had time to think about it. Yeah. But that, not that, that's stupid. Also, if you've always wanted to be a serial killer... You can come up with something better than that. Yeah. You would have thought about your name. The crossbow cannibal? Yeah. That's that way be better than killer. Yeah. I mean, killer is implied with cannibal. Yeah. Anything would be better. That was lame. Anyway, he was sentenced to life in prison in 2010. And in January of this year, which is almost over last year. Yeah. <laughs> he was almost murdered in prison when a cellmate sharpened a wooden stick and plunged it into his chest. Oh, shit. He got staked. He got staked. Oh, Motherfucker got staked. Do you think they did it because he was like, I'm a vampire? And they were like, well. And they were like, what happens if I stake you? And he was like, I turn to dust. And they were like, let me try it. (laughs) And he didn't turn to dust. Did it get him in the heart? Yeah. Well, actually, it just said chest. But he survived, so. Well, goddamn. Yeah. Crossbow killer. (laughs) Anyway, that's my fucking story, guys. Well, goddamn. Goddamn. That's a fucking doozy. Pretty aggressive one. Okay, so there's like stills of him like with the crossbow flipping the camera off and like cheers in it and shit. I'll put that on our Facebook, but I'm not putting other shit because I haven't seen it and I don't want to see it. So there. Deal. All right. You ready for my story? Let's hear it. Okay. Mine is a little bit short this week. Okay. Or at least it felt like that when I was researching it because I was like, what the actual fuck? And then I went on a deep dive and I was like, oh, there's not a lot on this. (laughs) I just got the shock factor. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. So this is about Jeanette De Palma. Okay. Jeanette was born August 3rd, 1956, and she lived in Springfield Township in New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. She went to Jonathan Dayton High School, and to jump right into it, she is 16 years old uh-huh. on August 7th, 1972. Okay. She was hitchhiking, because it's the 70s. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but she does tell her mom that she's going to go to her friend's house, and her mom was like, deuces, good have luck, fun. peace be with you. Do you have your key around your neck to let yourself in the house? Right? <laughs> and she was supposed to take the train to go to her friend's house. Well... Apparently, she never showed up at her friend's house. Oh, no. And then she never came home that evening. Okay. I don't know, because it was the 70s, so I don't know if the friend, like, called the parents and was like, hey, Jeanette never came by. Yeah. Or it's the 70s, so they're just like, ah, I guess she's not coming. She's busy. Yeah. So then that evening, the parents file a missing persons report. Okay. Six weeks go by. Oh, damn. With no sign of her. Uh Uh-huh. Or any leads as to what might have happened. Damn. 
And then on September 19th, someone was walking their dog at Hoodale Quarry. Hoodale? Hoodale? Hoodale Quarry? At least I think that's how you say it. I like it like that. (laughs) (laughs) And the dog was off leash, right? Uh Uh-huh. Because it's the 70s. Yeah. Well, the dog came back to its owner. Oh, my God. With a fucking decomposing arm. No. And hand. No. (laughs) Yeah. What would you do if that were you? Uh drop it no leave it you know how they get like excited and they like push the toy into your leg yes like what oh that's so gross and you like you don't want them to have it so you're trying to get them to drop it and they're like running away like this is mine and the more you don't want to touch it and you like try to back away the more they like bring it to you like here here look 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 did you see it look please take it throw it Uh." oh my god how proud do you think that fucking dog was walking up with a fucking right decomposed arm all i can think is this like fucking i don't know golden retriever or something like some super dopey happy dog like look what i got and like wrist is like flopping around yes oh god Ugh. so this person obviously called the police good who go to investigate it yeah and the police find a fully clothed decomposing body on top of a cliff at the quarry oh shit the body was eventually identified as jeanette okay and here's the fucked up part yes as if this wasn't all right yeah The place where her body was found was known by locals as the Devil's Teeth. Okay. And Jeanette's body was found laying on the ground with sticks and branches and logs surrounding her in the shape of a coffin. Ew. Weird, right? Really weird. Yeah. And then inside the coffin, there were these makeshift wooden crosses. Ew. Like, just all around her body. That's creepy. Super creepy. Yeah. She was placed there. Oh, yeah. And staged. And staged. Oh. And then there were other accounts that her body had been found on top of a pentagram with mutilated animal remains surrounding her. Gross. But more people say it was the coffin and the police are denying the, like, mutilated animals and stuff like that. Got it. Okay. So either way, fucking something nefarious is going on, right? Weird. Yeah. There is some fuckery afoot. Absolutely there are. (laughs) There is. And it's. Possibly having to do with the occult or yeah, yeah. that whole satanic panic. Exactly, because yeah. this is the seventies. Yeah, so this is like the beginning of this whole satanic panic thing. Uh huh. They're like, it was the devil. Yeah. By and the way, my body tried to exercise the devil out of itself. Yeah, it did. Yeah, with all those fevers. Ugh, you poor soul. Ugh, just a shell of a person. <laughs> <laughs> so the medical examiner couldn't determine a cause of death for Jeanette okay. because. Her body was so decomposed. Yeah. But they believe that she was most likely strangled. Oh. There was no evidence of any broken bones or other wounds. Other than her fucking arm was missing? (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) There's fucking teeth marks in that from this golden retriever. (laughs) But, like, if she was stabbed, there would have been knife striations in the bones or anything like that. Yeah. I guess there wasn't. Okay. Weird. Somebody just strangled her and then placed her like this. That makes me think that this has to be like somebody that she knows or someone in the neighborhood who knows her or something. Why? Because it's like so staged. Like why would you do that to a random person? If I was like going to sacrifice a person, I'd be like, <gasps> see that chick? Let's Got take her. her. Yeah. I guess. Maybe. Hmm. If it was someone that I knew and I wanted to kill them, I don't <laughs> think I would be like, let me make it look like it was a sacrifice. <laughs> a ritual. Yeah. I think that'd be a little weird. But I, I mean, know. maybe. Well, I was just thinking, like, maybe the person was like, oh, I need to do this ritual. Oh, uh, let's get Jeanette. Yeah. Oh, I know Jeanette. Yeah. I don't know. That would make sense, too. <laughs> like, hey, come on out to the woods here. It just seems so personal. Or maybe they knew something about her. It was like, I need 
somebody with a lazy eye on a full moon. <laughs> I don't know if Jeanette had a lazy eye. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying there are strict rules to get a lucky rabbit's foot. So I'm sure there's strict rules for other things too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like I need 10 crow's feet and the leg hair from one ginger person. Yeah. And then Jeanette <laughs> happened to be redheaded and he was like, I know her. Yeah, exactly. And she, she has a lazy eye. So I'll steal one of her eyelashes. <laughs> Anyway. Possibly. Okay. I like we're not theory. detectives. I like where you're going here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Also, uh-huh. there was no drug paraphernalia or anything else suspicious found around her other than this fucking weird-ass coffin-shaped thing, right? And like little mutilated, chopped-up birdie feet. Possibly. Got it. Allegedly. According to lore. lore. Yeah. According to some local lore. Mm-hmm. But... There was unusually high levels of lead found in her toxicology. That's weird. Well, which was never explained. Have lead paint in her house? That was like a thing in the 60s. I guess that's true. My house was built in the 60s. And when I bought it, it was like, just so you know, don't eat the chips. Don't eat the paint (laughs) chips. If your lips start to tingle, open a window. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, maybe, but they mentioned it like, whoa, it was really high levels of lead, uh-huh. making me think that most other people didn't have this high of levels, huh. and most other people probably also lived in the same like era with yeah. lead paint. Maybe she lived in Flint, Michigan. Maybe. Son of a bitch. Do they have a lot of levels of lead in their water? Is that a real question? I don't know what it is. Is it lead? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I know it's fucked up and they're not supposed to drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lead. <laughs> is that I was a real like, question? seriously, you haven't heard about this? <laughs> I mean, I know that they're not supposed to drink their water, but and I just don't know why. They're still without water and it's like fucking a million years later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it really lead? Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. I thought it was just like poison. Yeah, like nasty, gross stuff. It's because like, the like infrastructure built for their water system was with lead pipes, and then it's corroding, and then everybody's drinking it, and they're getting really, really sick from it. Yeah. It costs a lot of money to redo the pipes, and so they're just like, shut off the water. Like, sucks to suck. Yeah, you guys should move, and everybody's fucking poor there, so they're like, I can't, and I need water. Oh, my God. And it's bad. It's really bad. This just became a TED Talk. And then we've all just kind of forgotten about it because it's fucking flint michigan jesus and everybody's like oh that really sucked for like a day kind of like how everybody freaked out about ebola and then all of a sudden everybody's like well let's talk about something else and everybody's yeah. like but wait we all still got ebola <laughs> like shit's still happening yeah i'm still bleeding from every orifice yeah yeah so uh flint michigan need some water all right well good talk listen anybody who can make that happen fucking do that all right let's talk about this girl and her lead poisoning all right so this girl was drinking the water from flint right? yeah yeah she was having it imported. Possibly. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like I said, her levels of lead were never explained. Mm-hmm. So the reason for them thinking that she was strangled was also undisclosed. Oh, okay. But I know there's a bone in your throat or something. Yeah, the hyoid. Yeah, whatever. that's supposed to break when you're strangled. So I'm thinking maybe that was broken. Yeah, that has to be so hard with decomposing bodies, though, especially if like, you know, animals have rummaged around in there. Exactly. You're like, How do I know? Yeah. So, But they also said that there were no other broken bones or anything. But then I'm thinking like maybe besides like this one. Yeah, yeah. There were no broken bones aside from all of the a broken bones. A little birdie bones. landed right on it and broke it and was like, oh shit, and flew away. Yeah, exactly. Like, crack, <laughs> oops. Also, this dog could have like trampled on it first and been like, oops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So the police have almost no leads, but then an anonymous tip comes in. Ooh, let's hear it. Apparently, there was a homeless guy that was living in the woods near where Jeanette's body was found. Naturally. And he fled his campsite 
soon after she went missing. Oh, fuck. Yep. The locals only knew him as Red. Oh, God. Okay, Shawshank Redemption. Right? <laughs> so the police are like, hell yeah, this is obviously our guy, right? Yeah, like, we're going to go get Red. Yeah, let's go find this guy. But they ultimately decided that he had nothing to do with it. Okay. And I don't know if they, like, found him and were like, yeah, no, 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 he has an alibi. Totally wasn't him. <laughs> He's like, I was in these other woods. Yeah. Couldn't have been there. Or if he, like, they didn't find him and they're like, eh. Probably wasn't him. I feel like Red wouldn't have done this fucking sacrifice Doesn't thing. sound like Red at all. Yeah. So I don't know what the reasoning behind it is, but the police are like, no, it wasn't Red. Right? Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, there was not a lot of information. Yeah. No, <laughs> hard to find the details. Yeah. So the local newspaper started reporting that Jeanette was a victim of Satanists. Oh, God. Or possibly a oh. coven of witches. Ooh. Apparently... There was a coven of witches that operated in a nearby reservation. Shut up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and everyone was just like, oh, yeah, well, there's witches on the res, is what they called it. Oh, my God. And like, in their woods. Yeah. And they're just like, well, yeah, they're over there. Like, maybe it was them. On the res? Like the reservation? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, honey, watch out for the cackling witches in the corner. <laughs> exactly. That's so weird. And I don't know if they ever spoke to these witches or found them or if they were just like a rumor or what. Oh, my God. But, I wish we knew some witches in the woods. Right. That seems kind of cool. And even Jeanette's pastor, James Tate, promoted this idea that she was sacrificed as an occult ritual. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. So this obviously led to a satanic panic yeah. in the whole community. Everyone's freaking out. And apparently Jeanette's friends were telling inconsistent stories. Oh. And so through all of this, the investigation got super botched. Oh, that sucks. And the case went cold. Naturally. There were rumors about police cover-ups and a serial killer on the loose. Ooh. But the satanic panic surrounding the murder was like the biggest hindrance in this whole thing because everyone was just like, yeah, no, no, it's fucking... We figured it out. ...witches or like the devil or whatever like I wonder how many murders went unsolved because of that that right? angle you know yeah like it got too wrapped up in that yeah mm. and then they don't look at like the real facts or yeah whatever. yeah apparently that's what happened here oh man that's sad so some locals believed that the church might have also been involved due to what? them promoting the idea of the satanic rituals. Oh, like that's a, that's next level fucked up. Yeah, like throwing them off the trail, right? Yeah. Well, and then like they like, do it to be like, look, see, Satan's bad. He's everywhere. Come exactly. to church. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Come That's... to our church. You'll be saved. You won't be fucking sacrificed. Oh, that would be fucked up. Which is super sad because she like was a religious person. Yeah. And attended church regularly oh man that's messing with my head yeah so some other locals believe that the police may have been involved seeing as the case went cold so quickly mm -hmm. suggesting like maybe they knew some shit and we're just like nope don't know A i don't know cover up yeah it's it's cold huh and then there were also rumors that case files were destroyed by flooding during hurricane floyd in 1999 uh-huh. But there were other accounts that said that the files were actually missing as early as the 1980s. Wow. So. Oh my God. It's all kind of this fucking giant clusterfuck, right? Yeah. No one's been looking at the ship for decades. Exactly. But I guess the Union County Prosecutor's Office still has their copies of the files, so they aren't actually lost forever. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. But apparently, most locals who remember the case are still too frightened to go on record talking about it. Really? Yeah. That's like so weird. Everybody that lived there during the time remembers this case, 
but nobody wanted to like speak out about it. Huh. Real weird. Just because they were so spooked by the sa- satanic like angle of it all? I think so. Huh. I guess, yeah. And they're just like, I, I don't know. We don't talk about that. Wow. One of those like town yeah. fucking myths or whatever, yeah. right? Secrets. However, mm-hmm. a couple of decades later, a local newspaper, I think it's a newspaper. It's called Weird New Jersey. Uh-huh. They ran an article about the case, and then they started receiving tons of anonymous letters from all around the state. Ooh. People were writing in with tips or information that they remembered from when it happened. Ooh. Yeah. That they might have been too nervous to speak about previously. Uh-huh. And everybody was anonymous. That's like, interesting. So a couple of them were that she might have killed herself because there was a lot of Satan stuff going on in the reservation. Like, that's literally what the... The note said was like, oh, she might have offed herself because of all the Satan stuff going on. So she like dressed it up and then laid in the middle of it and killed yeah. herself. Yeah. Which led. I, I don't know how she would have killed herself. I don't know. Maybe pills. But they did a toxicology on her. Yeah, but they found all that lead. But I don't know if you can like <gasps> lead poison yourself. Yeah, I think that takes a really long time. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that works. <laughs> like, oh, I feel like this is the end. Yeah. My long drawn out suicide is finally coming to an end. <laughs> I've been eating those chips for weeks. Better go get in my coffin. <laughs> but the whole suicide thing. Yeah. She had plans to go see a friend. You wouldn't go off yourself if you made plans. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem likely. I kind of doubt the suicide angle too. Yeah, yeah. Especially considering the whole staged part of it. Yeah, that's weird. Unless she was, like, actually a Satanist. But everyone said that she was religious and went to church and everything. Yeah, yeah, no. You would think that at least one of her friends would be like, oh, yeah, she was into some weird fucking shit. Yeah, we talked about Raven's Claws once. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So another person who lived in the next town over wrote in saying that they remembered two years earlier they had heard about a coven of witches that was planning to kidnap and sacrifice a child on or around Halloween. Ooh. Jeanette was taken in early August. Okay. So, I mean, not really close to Halloween, but like, I don't know, I guess it's fall. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, right season. Yeah. Maybe some witches or something like fall and they're like, let's fucking celebrate fall. Like, I pulled out my cauldron. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I need a child. And also to have rumors going around that like this coven of witches is going to kidnap someone. That's kind of weird. Sacrifice them. And then two years later, this girl, 16 year old, so child, goes missing and then ends up in this fucking staged Yeah, but somebody murder? could have done that, too, to, like, frame the witches. That's true. Listen, I'm all about witches over here. But also, she was fully clothed. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm thinking if I'm going to kill someone just, like, randomly or whatever. Yeah. I'm a dude. Yeah, You would obviously. think that you're going to, like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you would think that you're going to, like, have a reason. Like, oh, it's a 16-year-old girl. She's pretty. I'm going to sexually assault her, kill her. Yeah. And then you're trying to cover it up and you're going to blame the witches, right? Yeah. But she was fully clothed. Yeah, so, but like what if you, like you said, the church or whatever used it as like a, oh, a propaganda true. or something. Yeah. Or so, it doesn't have to be the church. It could have been somebody from the church or some crazy person like that. And they're yeah. like. Like one of the people that speaks in tongues at church and you're like, oh, they're taking this way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to church where everybody spoke in tongues. <laughs> well, listen, you came close to being fucking satanic panic <laughs> somebody almost fucking put me in a fucking stick coffin exactly oh man yeah like maybe some one of them like did it and was like i'm gonna get those witches oh yeah and they want to put a stop to the witches and they're like we need a martyr basically yeah, yeah. Mm. like janet won't mind Jeanette, Jeanette. <laughs> won't mind i mean she probably did though 
Yeah, I think she cared a lot. I would. I'd be upset. I would too, yeah. So then another person said that their uncle was a cop at the time and said that when the dog got home with the arm, which... The dog got home? I thought the dog was like at the park. That's what I was going to say. Maybe this person wasn't walking with their dog off leash. It was just like the 70s, so they just let their dog outside. Kind of like, yeah, like a free range cat. Yeah, exactly. Because my neighbors used to do that where it was like, oh, dog's just outside all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe it was like that and it's New Jersey. So there's like woods and shit. Obviously there's a quarry. Yeah. So. Yeah. We definitely live in like a super. Suburban area. Yeah. Yeah. Where we wouldn't let our dogs go crazy. But you're right. And like if you have a lot of property, you just open the door and let the dog go fucking nuts. Exactly. Huh. So this guy's saying that when the dog got home with the arm and then the search for the body started, Mm -hmm. that there were arrows carved into the trees leading to her body. What? Yeah. That's creepy. And then all around her body were dead animals tied to trees with string. Oh, okay. Blair Witch. Fucking right. Fucking creepy. And some of them were in jars. Ew. So I'm assuming like, I don't know, small things like mice and squirrels. Yeah. Or just little birdie heads. Right? (laughs) And then after the murder, there were animals hung to trees in a similar way at the Wachung Reservation, which is where everyone is saying the witches are. What? Okay. Mm -hmm. So this guy, if you were a witch and you did that. Okay. You would not then later go hang these little fucking animals everywhere to be like, look, come look at us. We did this. Somebody's for sure framing the witches. It kind of sounds like it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Not falling for your tricks. Yeah. What's with the arrows carved into the trees? Like this person wants this body to be found. Yeah. Right? Like, Super weird. You don't need fucking directions for a sacrifice. Yeah. Like, hey, come look over here. Check out this body. Yeah. Oh, look at that. What is that? A coffin? Yeah. Look at all these animals hung up on trees oh. that are conveniently the same as over here by these witches. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. we have do we have a link in the case? Yeah. Perhaps? I, I kind of like your theory here. Yeah. That, that we're going for the church thing, right? Yeah. So as a result of all these letters coming in, the uh-huh. case kind of got like a fresh look on everything. Yeah. And there was a book written in 2015 called Death on the Devil's Teeth. Oh. The Strange Murder That Shocked Suburban New Jersey. Interesting. I haven't read it. Yeah. But it's now on my list. Absolutely. And one of the places actually where I heard about this was on Reddit and someone did like a little write-up on it yeah and then the author of this book came in the comments and was like hey just so you know fucking these things were wrong about that like oh like came in and corrected them a little bit and i was like oh shit that sounds good yeah you have to read it and come give us some updates what you learn i know i want to i'm excited yeah but that is my story that's well, pretty much all there was of course i wrote a book on it that i didn't read so obviously there's there's more 200 more pages that huh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but. that's interesting. So what's weird to me is the lead poisoning thing or the high levels of lead. Yes. But also, like we were saying, it's the 60s, 70s, whatever. That was legit a thing. That was a problem. So maybe she wasn't like maybe that wasn't intentional. But or- I feel like they wouldn't have mentioned it as being high levels unless it was higher than everyone around her. Like, if everyone from this area that's dying has the same level of lead in them, because assuming they're all drinking the same water or whatever, I feel like they wouldn't mention it. But it could just be her home. Or, like, literally the paint chips were a problem, because I think they were, like, sweet or something. So, like, kids were literally chewing on them, or... Yeah. It's not like they were just, like... I mean, maybe she had a problem with, like, eating lead paint or whatever. (laughs) Or maybe she had, like, a toy or painted her nails with something, or, you know, like... yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it could Maybe be. that explains that That could part. be a product of the times. Yeah. 
It is weird, though. It'd just be even weirder if you were, like, poisoning somebody with lead. It would be weird if you were poisoning somebody with lead, but also, like, maybe however they killed her or something was, like... With lead? I don't know. Maybe it was part of the sac... Or maybe it was part of, like, the ritual. Okay, well, now I'm thinking of, like, witches and vampires and fairies and shit. Isn't lead, like, bad for fairies? Or is that just lemon juice? Is that only in True Blood? That is in True Blood, but I feel (laughs) like lead was also bad for them. Because, yeah, she killed them with a shovel. Yeah. That was made out of lead for some reason. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) So maybe it does have something to do with that whole, like, mythical thing. Like, lead is required. And they could have, like, injected her with it because you wouldn't see, like, a needle mark. Obviously, if you're decomposed. I don't know how any of this works. I don't know. Maybe they made her drink it. Maybe. Can you drink lead? I have no idea. Just chew on this bar of lead. It's got flux in it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But that one fucking freaked me out. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a weird one. Of course, the thing that got my attention at first, though, was the fucking dog bringing an arm back. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? No. Fucking Carl's big dumb head. <sighs> no. Check this out, Mom. Oh, fuck. That would suck. What a bad day. Yeah. Oh, then you got to file a police report. Oh, yeah. Would you, you go look for the body? Uh, yeah. Or would you call the police? Okay, so if I were at the park at the time. Yeah. And I saw what direction the dog came from. Yeah. And it wasn't in too heavily wooded of an area that would freak me out. Uh-huh. Or if I had like Lee or you with me, I would go look. And then I would obviously call the cops. Yeah. But, but you don't have a cell phone because it's the 70s. Yeah, that's true. I would for sure go look. But if it was like my house and I don't know where the fuck the dog came from, I would call the cops and be like, uh. I got a fucking arm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's fair. That's I feel like if it came, the dog came home, I would call the police because I'm at home with my phone. Yeah. But then I'd probably still go out and look. You're like, I'll meet you out on the field. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go to all his usual haunts. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about taking my statement. I'll yeah. be in the bushes. Yeah. He's usually out by the quarry. I'll meet you over there. <laughs> well, shit. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Oh, my God. We had the coolest request ever in our email. We did. So we got an email from Ashley Whitaker. And she asked us if we could shout out one of her really good friends who she got as a secret Santa. <gasps> and so the gift is the shout out. I was like, that's fucking legit. That is. This. Also, I'm so glad we could deliver. So I this know. is for you, Danielle. Woo! Danielle and Ashley yeah. are best friends. I don't know if they're best friends. Well, they're friends. But the co-workers. And, and at least they're friends. And they're secret Santas. Yeah. You got a song, too. You didn't even ask for that shit, you but we delivered. Also, Danielle, thanks yeah. for uh, showing Ashley this podcast. Oh, she yeah. Said that, that you turned her on to it. So, That's so awesome. Fucking shout out to you. Danielle sounds awesome. Uh, I like her so far. Uh, So far, I like her, too. She's invited to the cookout. Ashley seems pretty cool, too. Yeah. No, she's got good ideas. I like this girl. Did you say she's invited to the cookout? I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we will not be having a potluck because evidently fucking people cook up people. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want anything that people I don't necessarily know and or care yeah. about and love have brought to the cookout. However. Uh, we totally just ate a bunch of food from people we didn't, we don't really know, though. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> it was tits. Anyway, so fucking happy Secret Santa. Yeah. It's kind of a weekend late. It is. But listen, we had a lot of shit. I mean, it worked out perfect. Yeah. It's the weekend after Christmas. Yeah. It's not even that bad. No. You guys probably haven't even seen each other yet because nobody no. goes to work this week. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Merry fucking Christmas, everybody. Merry fucking Christmas. Or Happy Holidays. Or yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Yep. Happy Kwanzaa. Yep. Merry 
all the things. Merry Jubilee. Yeah. Yep. Merry days, guys. That's right. And gals. Absolutely. Just fucking have a good time. Yes. Love each other. In this holiday season. Yes. On that note, hey guys, check out our website, isgdpodcast.com. Yep. We're going to put pictures up there. And also you can reach our Patreon and our merchandise. You should go join our Patreon because it's fucking awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm up next. You are next. I have to think of a case. You should. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you can reach us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ISGD Podcast. Where I will now be commenting now that I'm not dying of pneumonia. And I deeply apologize. I went radio silent for a solid week and a half. That's all right. You're back now and that's what matters. Yes. And you're alive. Yes. That's really what matters. Oh, God. If you died, I don't think I would tell anyone. I would just like delete my Facebook and be like, I don't know. The podcast died. (laughs) Oh, my God. Everybody would be so pissed. You got to at least tell them I died. Uh, It'd uh, be a mystery. Ugh. So mysterious. God, you guys, if this just ends, you'll know what happens. <laughs> if you die in a super gruesome, interesting way, though, I'll do a podcast on it. Ugh, I don't want to die. Once I get over it. I want to live. Me too. I have so many more stories to tell you guys. That's fair. All right. Also, you snail can mail. you can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Mm-hmm. Or you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Give us case suggestions. I like the ones that you guys are sending in from your hometowns because these are ones that I feel like they don't get a whole lot of attention coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're fun. There's not always a lot of information on them. But I mean, listen, we clearly can speculate wildly. Absolutely. (laughs) And I usually choose the ones that don't have a lot of information, like when I have time to research. So sometimes I read it and I'm like, I'm coming back to that one. Yeah. So if we haven't done yours yet, it's not because we're like, that was a dumb idea. It's like, ooh, this one's going to take some time. Do you know how many fucking tabs I have open always like yes. that I don't close because yes. I'm like well I just need to keep this here forever I have the same problem and my phone is running so slow and Leah's like you need to close some of those tabs and I'm like no no it's I can't very important information yeah it all is Brayden will go and start closing them and I'm like what the fuck are you doing I need all of those <laughs> yeah how will I ever find that again yeah on that lovely note is that everything I think so hey everybody you're awesome Fucking thanks for sticking around. And thanks for being you. Yes. And I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. And if you didn't, I hope that we can brighten it up a little bit by this. Can we make a New Year's resolution? Yes. Because, I mean, this is the last one before New Year's. That's actually a really good idea. Do you have one? I think so. For the podcast. Oh, okay. We should try to like double our fucking download numbers. Whoa. That's a big one. That's a real big one. It's taking a... Don't say it like that. We could do it. That sounds hard. We could do it. (laughs) All right. Can you guys help? Can you guys clearly see that I am the reason that this podcast is staying afloat? (laughs) She really is. I'm so lazy. I'm like, we have so many listeners. Let's just keep it at this. Although, honestly, if you didn't edit and shit, there would be nothing. That's fair, too. We make a very great team. It's true. Okay, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's try to double our numbers. Check back in. In a year from now, we'll be like, we got 30 more listeners. <laughs> so you guys fucking go pedal us so we can hit our New Year's resolution and I'll fucking try to pedal us also. All right. If we have a year to do it, I feel like we That's can do so it. so long. Yeah. It's going to be December. We're going to be like, we lost listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we keep going like this. I know, right? If we keep like dying and not being funny. I know. Jeez. I promise next week that my goddamn will be fun. Yeah, you got to have a good one. Better I better. Life shit happen can't in do your this life. shit anymore. Right? Yeah. Over it. Well, maybe we can go make up our comedy show next weekend. That can be your goddamn. Oh, my God. If I just get smashed with you and we'll just record it. 
I'm in. That'd be fun. Okay. And then people will get just like a random update. <laughs> be like, what the fuck is ISGD po- podcast posting right now? That's weird. Usually their episodes come out on Sundays, but it's Wednesday. We're They're hammered in the middle of the day. Drunkenly hanging out. Unedited. Oh, I love God. it. I do too. I hope that happens. It's a great idea. Or right. we could just hang out in your she shed. We can just buy a camera and nothing else and Down. hang out in your she shed and we'll, we'll upload that. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Oh, we could just like Facebook Live and it'll be like we're all hanging out. Oh, I'm down. Okay. I've never done that. Me either. And then hopefully you guys will ask us questions or something. Otherwise, you're just going to get us drinking and talking. <laughs> like, do you need another Corona? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. Super this, creepy. This rambling has gone on long enough. Okay, bye, guys. We love you. Bye.